This is your host, Vernon Terrell, with Grace Ministries International, and it's time for Walking Free. And it's good to be back on this podcast. This is Vernon Terrell, and I want to talk today about a subject that we may not uh, like, especially during the holiday and Christmas season, work. It's like, what are you talking about work? It's vacay time. It's not work time. I know, but uh, I think uh, work is something that uh, we should just at least chat about for a moment uh, on the podcast. Work is not a bad thing. You know, sometimes we think, oh, uh, I want to be in full-time Christian ministry. And that's like, the, that's, that's the top dog. That's the standard. That's like God's favorites. If you're really in the club, then you are a full-time Christian worker. That means you're either a missionary and, and they're really like on the top tier, right? The missionaries. And then uh, if you're not that, then you're a pastor or an evangelist or a teacher. That's kind of up there, but probably second tier. Or you're on the church staff uh, ministering there. Or you're in other full-time Christian work. Man, that is, that's really, you know, you're getting some points for that. <laughs> and that's just not true. You think, well, I just work a job, nine to five, or nowadays, eight to eight, whatever uh, that might be. Or I work part-time and it's like, you know, that's, we feel sometimes that's like second fiddle. Nothing could be further from the truth. Nothing. As a believer in Jesus Christ, when we've received his forgiveness in life, we have Christ in us, in the person of the Holy Spirit. And he is expressing his life through us, through our talents, through our gifting, through our work, through our career. Paul had a career. The Apostle Paul in the New Testament wrote most of the New Testament. His career was making tents. And after he had his conversion experience, when he actually literally saw Jesus, got his marching orders, and he went away for a couple of years just to get his head straight and to learn, it's a good thing to do. And he came back and he was still working in his career while he was evangelizing Jews and Gentiles in the beginning. In fact, in Acts uh, chapter 18, I believe, he said, you know, he was in Corinth. He was traveling to Corinth, and he went and stayed with a couple, with Aquila and Priscilla. And uh, they were from Italy, came down to Corinth because they had to, the Jews were migrating out. And, uh, and he said he stayed, Paul stayed with them because they had the same career and they were making tents. That's how they made a living. 
And while he did that, then Paul was out uh, preaching in the synagogues and trying to convince folks that Jesus is who he said he is. He is God. He died. He rose again. Paul's a witness. There's a whole bunch of other witnesses out there. But Paul was working. And many of us, I know in my career, I worked in the corporate world 30 years in the corporate world. And I started my own ministry. That was like my side gig. I felt it was more of my calling. And I was doing my own ministry for 30 years. And I was funding it myself with the salary that I made. And that is, there's many folks who do that. And for a long time, I thought, oh, I'm just second fiddle. I'm not in full-time Christian work. No, I did exactly what Paul did. Now, eventually, Paul said, I'm done. In fact, he said, I'm done going to the Jews in the area because they just weren't listening. And he went to the Gentiles. I continued working and worked, made a living, and preached the gospel, developed resources, had a blast doing it. Now today, I could say, yeah, I'm in full-time Christian work. I run a counseling and training ministry, Grace Ministries International, with a lot of cool, awesome folks. Am I now like a notch up in my, you know, on God's list of his favorites? No, it doesn't work that way. God doesn't play favorites. Everyone in Christ, you're his favorite. If you're in Christ, you have an inheritance. Because you are in union, joined with Jesus Christ. Paul said uh, in um, you know, 1 Corinthians chapter 9, we've um, been in Corinthians, and uh, Paul made this statement. And he said, as he's uh, working with, the folks in Corinth, and he's writing this letter, and he said in 1 Corinthians 9-1, am I not free? Am I not an apostle? Have I not seen Jesus, our Lord? Are you not my work in the Lord? You know, that phrase comes up a lot, that word work in the Lord. Are you not my work in the Lord? And you know what our work in the Lord is? It's relationships. It's people. It's ministerings one-on-one in a group, maybe to more than a group. Maybe it's a crowd. It's relationship. Paul said, aren't you my work in the Lord? If you read on a couple chapters later in that letter, Paul says in one of my favorite chapters in 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, uh, he says, 1 Corinthians 15, 58, therefore my beloved brethren, Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil, your labor, is not in vain in the Lord. Do you know that the work of the Lord is relationship, it's people, and that can happen anywhere. And for those of us who are working a secular job, You have a 
incredible ministry field. And I'm not suggesting you go proselytize and get out your Bible and go preach the gospel uh, by standing up on your in your cubicle and preaching the gospel to the floor. No, that's not appropriate. But while you're making your tents, you can express Christ. You can express his love, his life, his wisdom. You can listen. You can encourage. And the door may open with an opportunity to share Christ, to talk about that. But you can be the light. In fact, you are the light in that workplace. I remember my first job, uh, one of my first jobs, uh, working in a loading dock. And uh, I also was at that time a part-time youth pastor, assistant pastor, and uh, word got out and on this loading dock, and I worked second shift from four to midnight, and uh, we primarily we were unloading trucks uh, that came in to this department store. It was Riches back then. Those of you who might remember that store, and uh, I remember the guys there, and they called me preacher or a preacher boy, and, uh, <laughs> and I would. They would try to mess with me, and it was really, although you think, oh, stuff that, if I told you some of the stuff they did, uh, like tying me to a chair and trying to get me to watch some inappropriate things on a, on a, back then, a VCR hooked up to a monitor that was brought in by a customer, it was messed up. But yeah, it, but you know, I love those guys, no matter what they were doing, and uh, I was a light. I was a light in that in that dark place, and I worked hard, and I trusted Christ in my work. Was loading a truck, unloading a truck. Uh, I could encourage the guys, and I did. I did encourage. I did listen. I and where appropriate, I shared the gospel, and they were my work in the Lord at my work. And you have relationships all around you. And as Paul said in 1 Corinthians 15, 58, the verse before that, by the way, the verse before 1 Corinthians 15, 58 is 15, 57. Thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. He's making it very clear that victory is a gift You have the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. That's why, based on that fact, that victory is yours right now, he says the next verse, 58, Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast. You have the victory. The victory is yours. You don't need to go get victory. You don't have to work and do things to to get more victory, you have victory because you have Christ in you, the hope of glory. You've got the omnipotent God living in you. So you have victory right now. You don't feel it always, but you have it. He says, therefore, you got victory, my beloved brethren. So be steadfast, immovable. And I like this, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil, your labor is not in vain 
in the Lord. You know how you always abound in the work of the Lord? Because you're always expressing Christ in your work. You're always expressing Christ in the lives of your co-workers. You're always expressing Christ in how you do your work. in your attitude in your work, in the quality of your work, in your work ethic, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. You think, oh, why am I doing this? It doesn't matter. It matters. It's not in vain. It's not just, it's not just a job. It's not just a job. And by the way, if you can get a better job, go for it. But your job, it's not just a job. You're expressing Christ in your job at work. That's incredible. So be steadfast. You have the victory. I know that other person's getting on your nerves. And by the way, you may have to call it out, possibly. But most often, Paul tells us, As much as lies within you, be at peace and live at peace with all men. Yeah, you tolerate. You let it go. You may need to forgive. Be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your toil is not in vain in the Lord. You don't see it. You you, you wonder about it. It's not in vain. It is not in vain. So I want you to know that your co-workers are part of your work in the Lord. The actual product and the activity of working, that's not in vain. It's part of the work in the Lord. I love how... um, this idea of work, uh, you'll see there's all, you know, we, t- we think as, uh, especially as grace believers, those of us who really want to focus on God's grace, uh, and, and sometimes work is a dirty word. It's a bad word. You don't want to use that word uh, in the grace community sometimes, but it's a good word. Jesus went about doing the work of the Father. Work is not a bad word. Doing is not a bad word. Yes, I understand understand the idea of being and being in his presence and being. But working is good. From the Garden of Eden all the way till today, work is a good word. It's not a bad word. It's not a dirty word. It's not a word to avoid. Work is good. How are you doing the work? Why are you doing the work? Are you working to get points with God? Are you trying to get that, uh, getting that promotion so you can, uh, are you resting your identity on that promotion or on that paycheck or on that title? All right, that's something we should talk about. But the work itself is not bad. Promotions aren't bad. More money isn't bad. It's the why, it's the how, it's the motivation. All that plays into it.
Paul says that uh, in, in when he wrote to the Galatians in Galatians 6, we need to examine our own work. And then we have reason for boasting in regard to himself alone, not in regard to another. Sometimes we need to examine our own work, see why we're doing it, what we're doing. I want you to reevaluate this idea of work and why you're going to work. You're providing for your family. That's a good thing. I don't want you to think of it as drudgery. And if it's really that bad, pray about getting another job. The grass, by the way, isn't always greener, and yet we've had this, is it called the great resignation, where folks said they're going to just get out on their own or, or just quit and kind of just show them that you're going to quit. Well, you know, that didn't work out so well for many people. Be grateful for your job. Be grateful that you have a way to provide for your family. And I like how Paul says to those who were slaves at the time, you think, oh, slavery. Why didn't you know Paul rail against that and how bad it is? Well, that was that was the system. And Paul was working in that within that system. And he said, Look, slaves, if you can get free, get free. If you can get free, better yourselves, do it. And if you can't, do your work unto the Lord. And that was in incredibly bad circumstances. I mean, slavery, but do it unto the Lord. Sometimes we think our job, I feel like I'm just a slave to the organization. Well, even there, do your work as unto the Lord, not unto men, because it's the Lord that you're going to get the reward of the inheritance because you serve him. That's the mindset for working. So I want us to rethink this idea of work. And in Colossians 3, as we were just alluding to, 23, Paul writes, whatever you do, so whatever you're doing, do your work heartily. Heartily. What a great word. That idea from the soul. From the soul. Give it your all. Get in there and do it fully. As for the Lord rather than for men. You're doing this unto the Lord. Whatever you're doing. If you're working in a blue-collar job, fantastic. If you're working in a service job, work heartily, ask for the Lord. If you're in the tech field, in the computer field, in the sales field, in the, uh, as a lawyer, as a doctor, it doesn't matter. Do it heartily, from the soul, fully, all of you, ask for the Lord, rather than for men. When it comes down to it, all of those people around you, your boss, your co-workers, your subordinates, that's the real work. It's that relationship that you're building, showing, expressing the very life of Christ. 
you know, it's in that vein that, and this idea of work that I've been very passionate about and something that I know we're doing at Grace Ministries. Uh, in fact, we're launching it early next year, and that would be in 2023, early. I'm so excited about it. I mean, this hasn't, we haven't even talked about it yet, um, and but we're going to be uh, mentioning it in an email we're sending out to folks, some of our friends and family. I wanted to mention it on the podcast as well. We are, as a ministry, you know, we are counseling and training ministry. That's our bread and butter. That's our core competency. It's helping the hurting souls. That our mission is helping people walk free. That's in, in four four words. That's what we do: helping people walk free. We do it through counseling, one on one, take them where they are through that journey of uh, understanding their past of understanding who they are right now uh, in Christ, of understanding the what happens in life and how God wants us to take the old ways we've learned to cope, and he wants to break those away. He doesn't want to break us, but he wants to break whatever we're depending on outside of Christ and learn to trust him and trust our work, our life, our relationships to Christ understanding the lies we believed and the enemy that's always shooting this deception at us to trust anything else other than Christ. Learning how to walk in that. It's the counseling journey we take folks through. Well, something that we're launching uh, that I think is an underserved market in the church in the community, in the in the especially in the counseling community, it's the workplace. You know, there's an there's a mental health crisis that's we've had. I mean, there's been a mental health crisis, but it has been exacerbated by COVID, by all the the pressures that uh, we face in this current uh, time that we live. And there's a real crisis going on, and it's affecting. Our jobs, it's affecting us at work. And what I want to do and what we are doing is we have developed a program that I think there's, I don't think there's anything else like it out there. And uh, what we're calling it, drum roll please, is Work Untangled. And we want to help employees and, and bosses and supervisors and managers and leaders to untangle the lies that they've come to believe and to entrust their work to the one who loves him so, Christ. So we want to reach into the workplace and offer something that can help employees walk free in Christ because work is good. Providing for your family is a good thing. We want to help women in the workplace. There's still a disparity as far along as we have come over the century. There's still a disparity for women in the workplace. We want to come alongside those women and help them. We want to come alongside men and help men in the workplace who are struggling 
And so we've named this program Work Untangled. I can't give you all the details right now. We're launching early. If you want to know more, send me an email, vernon at gment.org, vernon at g-m-i-n-t dot o-r-g. And I'll be happy to get you on the list to learn more about it. But it's going to be huge. And we're going to be launching this in uh, early 2023. Uh, and probably we're going to limit limit it to just a few companies that we start with. And this is for Christian-owned companies, Christian-led companies, uh, probably less than 100 employees. And uh, we want to do it right. So I'm just so excited. I, I just... My brain has been a work content. We've been designing this for the last year and trying and trying to figure out what works, what will work, what won't work. We've talked with uh, wonderful Christian businessmen and Christian business women uh, who've given us feedback. And I think we're just on to something. I am so excited. And uh, again, uh, if you want to know more, reach out to me. But this is something also we're going to need uh, more financial support to minister well and to do it right. And so that's, uh, as the Lord leads, you can do that as well. But work is so important. When God created Adam and Eve, he told them to tend the garden. He gave them work. I don't want to retire I don't want to be that person who just sits on the couch and watch the and and binge Netflix. Nothing wrong with that for a bit. I but work gives us per, a sense of purpose. Our purpose is really glorifying the Father, worshiping the Father. And what's the the best way to do that is in the context of relationship. And often when we retire, we isolate. You know what work causes us to do? interrelate with other people even if it's virtual so i want to encourage you in your work i want to encourage you to work unto the lord because you know god's always at work in you the holy spirit is always at, at in you at work in you growing you leading you loving you and he's expressing his very power and life through you so you can do the work of the Lord, loving, encouraging, even in the context of your workplace. So the takeaway here, I want you to, and we, and we think about this, don't we? We talk about being a light at the office, being a light on that Zoom or WebEx, or Microsoft Teams call, whatever, or Google Meet call, whatever call, whatever video platform you uh, enjoy. But you know, you can be and express Christ in those environments, virtual or face-to-face. I encourage you, don't isolate. Ask the Lord how you can take those steps to express his love, his wisdom, his life to those around you, especially those at work. Don't just talk about it. Ask God what would be some next steps for you to stop talking 
and start walking. You've been listening to Walking Free, a production of Grace Ministries International in Marietta, Georgia. For more information, go to our website at gment.org. That's G-M-I-N-T dot O-R-G.